Amen. Come on, I wonder if we can put our hands together do a little bit better than that. Amen. How many are thankful for God's faithfulness to us? Amen. How many can lift your hand to heaven and say, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness to us? Amen. How many can just say, Lord, I'm here worshiping you today because of your faithfulness? Amen to me. Amen. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't the Lord good? You may be seated. It's good to see everyone here today. And uh, really a great day. The first official day, I guess we can say, is River Valley Church. So welcome to River Valley Church. Some of you were like, I thought this was the door. But you weren't here last week. We'll talk about it. Uh, but it was really good. And so, you know, um, one of the things I was thinking about as we were worshiping today, this morning, is, you know, it's not about the promises I've made to God. It's about the promises He's made to me. Amen. You know, so many times we try to live up to what we've made, the promises we've made. And how many know we can't do that? How many just say, I, you know, I haven't been faithful, but God's been faithful. I haven't kept all my promises, but God's kept every one of His promises. Amen. Come on. And so we worship the Lord. We thank God for that part of the service. I don't know about you, but I don't need the worship team to like create this atmosphere to me to worship. I have a heart of worship already. I come just worshiping God. Come on, somebody. I think sometimes we get used to like we, we grew up in a culture of people like, you know, the worship team's got to do it for me. If they don't do it for me, then it's not anointed. Amen. But how many know God anointed my worship long before I came to church today? Amen. Come on. I've got this worship going on in my heart. Amen. Long before the, the worship team. And they're just assisting this service. That's all they're doing. They're not creating a worship experience for me because I already have that on the inside. Amen. Well, that was great. And uh, you guys are like, okay. So we just want to thank you for joining us today, maybe online. We have a very special guest. Came in at the last minute, didn't really tell us, but it's Pastor Josh and Amy Kiefer from Green New York, Living Word Church in Green New York. Amen. And uh, we're dying to get them here sometime. And hang out and share and preach and, and all that good stuff. But uh, And then their son Aiden is here. We're longtime friends with everybody, and those they're really our second family, I guess maybe close to our first. I don't know, really. They're just family. And uh, so we're grateful to hear. They live in a town just called Green New York, just above Binghamton, New York. Did I say that right? I, for years I struggled with that, and I may struggle the rest of the day. Anyways, so we're so happy to have them today and, um, and all of you that joined us. And all of you that are online and you couldn't be with us today, we're just praying for whatever reason you're uh, you know, listening online, whether you missed a service, for, you're sick or not feeling well or just on vacation. We just want to pray God's richest blessing on you and your family. And uh, we just pray that something that we say today or something we've done or uh, something that we can do will just touch your heart in a new way today. And uh, how many are here to be changed by God? Amen. And just, amen, just to experience the Lord today. And so we're uh, happy about that. I don't know really uh, kind of what to call this. It wasn't really kind of my, uh, you know, um, messages that I really kind of worked on like uh, a lot and did this big series over. But I did want to just continue on our theme and our uh, vein of uh, last week when we talked about it, the, the power of a name change. And, of course, we introduced uh, the new name change for our church uh, formerly the Door Fellowship, now River Valley Church, and so I'm excited about that. And you'll see the signs on the outside of the building, and we're um, sporting some church merch today, and uh, and that'll be available for everybody else uh, in a couple weeks. So we just did a little teaser with the t-shirts today, and uh, thought that would be really cool. I didn't know if it was cool. It was cool for me. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, oh, my word, it feels so weird wearing a T-shirt in church. I'm just not comfortable with it and everything. You know what I thought about today? I'm wearing a T-shirt today because I grew up when I wore a suit in August at youth camp. Okay? 
I sweated it out. So now, okay, I kind of like have that room now to wear a t-shirt. And so uh, anyways, but how many believe in what God's doing? Amen. And just believe in what the Lord is doing in the earth today. And so we're excited about what the Lord's doing in your life and your family. Uh, Before we start this morning, can we just pray and ask the Lord to bless our time together? Father, we just come before you in the precious name of Jesus, and we just thank you for all that you have done. We thank you, Lord. You, we just rejoice, Lord. We look back and say, it's been you, and you've touched us, you've healed us, you've saved us, you've done so many awesome things for us. We can't thank you enough. But Lord, we're so excited and we rejoice at what you want to do. The plans that you do have that we haven't known yet. The the things that we are yet to find out that you have in store for us, Lord. And we know it's all good because, Lord, you are a good God. And your plans for us are good and not evil to give us an expected end. And so we rejoice today as this kind of first Sunday as the River Valley Church, Lord, and the people here. We're the same people, but we've got a new purpose, a new direction, a new zeal today for what you want us to do in this community. We're thankful for it. We give you all the praise and the glory. And everybody said, amen. Amen. How many believe in the power of a name? I believe that. Amen. And how many love where you live? I love this, this part of Pennsylvania. I've been uh, kind of biking little little parts of it, and I just feel like sometimes I just stand around, and I'm like, man, this is beautiful. I love this valley. I love where we're at. I love kind of this area. We felt like um, that it was time for us to kind of change our name, something that was more vision-specific, more uh, relevant to the community, but also just kind of defined our purpose, and so we really felt it was time to do that, and we're excited about that, and step into what God has for us, and, and um Kind of those things. And I thought about the rivers and, and, you know, the famous rivers in the world. How many have ever just studied rivers in the world and things like that? I thought about, you know, the, the famous river, the Amazon River. That's huge, right? And, and uh, we talk about the, the uh, uh, Thames River in London, the Seine River in Paris, and, and uh, uh, you know, just that famous river, the uh, Danube River in Vienna, the Nile River in Cairo, the Potomac in Washington, and the Susquehanna in Williamsport. I mean, there's a lot of famous rivers around. Amen. So I thought about that. Lord, you want to make this famous again. Amen. And so we're excited about what the Lord has. How many have just been praying for this area? You just pray for this valley. You pray for the county. You pray for uh, the city. How many just do that? And I want to encourage you to... um, we're going to create a video in a couple of weeks about um, prayer walking around the center in that region where the Lord's given us kind of the outreach center and just how to pray effectively. And that, man, this is a great time of year just to get in your car and just take a walk around the OC in that neighborhood and just pray over it and pray and uh, pray over the families, pray over the houses, pray over the streets. How many know those power in prayer? Amen. And we pray over this valley. We pray over uh, this area and. So, you know, we just really felt that what we wanted to do and where we were going and where we had been and all that would really define who we are now, and, and that is River Valley. And so um, many of the names you'll see here, you'll see there's River Valley this, and, and uh, we've got a couple River Valley this. Now we're River Valley Church, and so we're excited about it. I think there's a lot of connection. We've, my wife and I are friends with a lot of people in the community, and, and they've just talked about, wow, that's a really cool name. It really just fits Williamsport and this area. And we're like, yeah, exactly, that's what we want. And so we're, we're excited about that. But um, 
I wanted to bring out some things in the, in, in the Word today about uh, you know, the, the power of these names and the power of rivers in the Bible. This is so fitting, I guess, um, to talk about this. But you know, I, I look up and down this valley and, and what God is doing and what He has done. And I look at the Scriptures and I see the importance and the significance of valleys in the Bible. And uh, how many have just done a, if you've ever done a study on rivers and valleys, it's an amazing thing how the Lord speaks through uh, and, and uses uh, significant places and names of places as we talked about last week. And so I believe that God wants to use this area. And I believe that God wants, uh, has a, a specific call for us and a, and a really unique uh, call for us as the body of believers in this valley. Amen? Anybody else? <clears throat> That's good. Brother Kenny, you and I, we love it. We're going to pray together. We're going to believe God together. All right. It's us against the world. Anyways, so, you know, I look at the scriptures and a couple of the, the really significance about valleys in the Bible is they really speak of life and abundance. And every time you read about valleys, and, and in literature especially, you talk about valleys and you look at our history, you talk about the flowing water and you talk about really the, uh, how the vibrant ecosystem and all the things that a, a valley brings and it does and shelters and wildlife. And, and everybody knows as a hunter, you've got to have success, you're going to hunt by water, you're going to hunt somewhere by the river, and so we all know that. And so it really brings um, prosperity. It also represents hope and prosperity. In the Bible, we talk about the valley of the kings, and the valley, how many know Goliath was defeated in a valley, and Jesus won the battle of death, hell, and the grave, really in, in his heart and his mind in the valley of Gethsemane. That's where it kind of really took over. And so we, we know that. We know that it means hope and prosperity, but the Bible also describes valleys as uh, being abundant and, and rich and prosperous. It talks about being a prosperous place. And, and every time it talks about a valley, it talks about this prosperous life that you would have. You don't find anybody in the Bible that had a prosperous life on a mountain, you know, where there was just one goat, you know. Never heard that. You just always talk about the valley. How many know fruit grows in the valley? Right? And fruit trees grow in the valley and all kinds of things happen. Amazing things happen in the valley. And I also thought about how many places are settled in our history. We look back and how many settlements there are in a valley and, and in that area where it's just lush. I believe it's in the uh, uh, Zion National Park in Utah where there's one particular river escapes my mind right now. But there's one place there where it's just, you know, you're going in a valley and next thing you know, and it's all desert. Next thing you know, there's trees and there's water and there's plants and all kinds of stuff there. Why? Because there's a valley there with water in it. And uh, that's life and it brings life, right? So life in abundance. And we know that also speaks of, a valley speaks of peace. And many people that have written in, in our history talk about peace. There's these peaceful resting places in valleys. After a long journey from the mountains or the desert places and you find this valley, you can find a place of rest. How many know the Lord said that he would lead us by in the valley of still waters? Amen. Come on. He, and that's where he restores us. That's where things happen and God begins to move and touch us. And so that's a resting place. It's also a place where people would rest before they took their journey to a mountain, before they took a long journey. They would say, I'm going down in the valley and I need to get supplies and I need to get re refreshed and I need to get, uh, you know, my pack ready and everything and my family ready. And a lot of times it would be in the valley. Valley also, also speaks of where people would raise their family. After people that would journey and they would go from place to place, they would want to settle down. And you want to settle down in a valley where, where there would be shade and there would be the cool of air. How I many you know it's windy up in the mountain? 
You know, you can't really tack down a good tent up on the mountain, but you can, you can really put your roots down in a valley. It also speaks of really life balance. I mean, know oh, it's where we have our ups and downs, right? I mean, know oh, you, you always have to experience that valley and those mountaintops, right? And that valley kind of prepares you for the mountaintop experience. The Bible says that Jesus was on a mountain, and then he went down in the valley and he healed people. Amen. I love that scripture where Jesus had that experience on the mountain, but it's where he went down in the valley where he worked miracles. I love that. And how many have ever heard that this has actually been called Miracle Valley? I believe there was a prophecy years ago and a word and, and, and said that this would be known as Miracle Valley. I'll take that. I'll take that, right? How many believe this is still Miracle Valley? Amen. Yeah, I believe that. I believe the Lord still wants to do that. And so overall, really, valleys speak of abundance and growth or development. And uh, that's what we're believing God for our valley. We're believing for abundance and growth. But it, you can't really, really talk about a valley if it doesn't have a river that's running through it. And so this valley here, the Susquehanna Valley, really has something very powerful that runs through it called the Susquehanna River. I mean, how many have ever swam in the river? Two people, that's about right. <laughs> Anyways, a couple things about our river. It's very significant, very important. It's one of the longest rivers in the eastern seaboard. It actually is almost 450 miles long. And most geologists, I did this study, most uh, secular and, and creationists and geolo geologists believe that it is one of the oldest rivers in the world. That's pretty cool, right? That's what they believe. They obviously believe that, and they discovered that. And so you, that's debatable, but as you swam in it, it smells like the oldest river in the world. But the Native Americans, back in the day, when they settled in this valley and they settled by the, the river, there was actually discovered that there's two branches of this river. There's the west branch, which we live on, and then the north branch. And they called the north branch, uh, or the west branch where we live, they called it, it was a very long name that I can't even pronounce. I can't even get through Pemington. See, I told you. Anyways, but it really means the Long Reach River. That's what it meant. So in the Native American tongue, it meant the Long Reach River. And so the North Branch meant the River of Clear Flats. That's what that describes. And, and, so, and, and then they changed the name later to Muddy River. I think that's more appropriate. And, uh, but, it, you know, it starts in upstate New York, in the central part of New York, and then it flows down through and it crosses over the Appalachian Mountains and Plains and then it goes down into uh, Maryland and it actually is the headwaters of the Chesapeake Bay. But there's a, really it kind of uh, ends up there at Harvey Grace, Maryland, right? Kind of close. Am I close? Okay, here's what's cool today, guys. Okay, so it starts up in central New York, and today we have people from green New York with us, and they're very familiar with the Susquehanna River. I cross it two or three times when I go to their house. And we also have our future daughter-in-law, Elizabeth. She's actually from a town that's not too far from Harvey Grace, and she's been there many times, the Susquehanna River. So I think that's cool how it's connected us today, right? And River Valley is still going you know, to connect a lot of people. But anyways, I had to throw that in. And, uh, but I thought that was really great. And so there's a lot of things about our river that uh, early on they discovered that it connected people and it connected the land and it connected, uh, it gathered people. How many know rivers gather people? You know, where's river? They're gathering people and people gather around rivers. And our particular uh, Susquehanna River actually was so important in the, you know, the lumber industry and eventually led out to, into the coal industry. It was so important in those days and early Americans discovered its importance in, in the resource and getting things down through the river. And, and uh, it's just very important, isn't it? And so we see our river here, the, the Susquehanna River, 
It may not be the cleanest, uh, but you know, how many know you, you, there's, a, there's a lot going on in our river? And I thank the Lord for this river right there in the smack dab in Pennsylvania that it kind of represents what God wants to do. I believe that God wants to connect people through um, this church. I believe that the Lord wants to move in this church in such a way that we gather people once again around the river of living water. Amen. That people gather together. Amen. Because of Jesus. Amen. And, the, and what God's doing in this church. And I'm excited about that. And so rivers are very important. They're just a main source of life. And rivers create this fertile farmland and these ecosystems that are amazing. And, and they're just access to trade. And, and there's commerce and business there. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with the area, our high school, the mascot is the millionaires. Because at one time we had supposedly the most millionaires per capita in the world. We had some of the, some of the richest people living here in this area. And um, we need them to come back, by the way, wherever they went. And, uh, or we need a revival of millionaires. Somebody can say that, right? Amen. And so... Um, but we, we, we love that area, about our area and of our city. And we love that part about our history, don't we? And, uh, and there's so many other things that draw people to this city. And I'm finding out that are so great. And uh, I'm thankful for that. But anyways, rivers really sustain life. They, they just not just attract wildlife, but they're just that major source of living. And they, they provide shelter and they provide so many things for, for us. And rivers really gather people together because as a community, they come together. And they may not have a lot in common, but they have that river in common. And so as we, long as we share that together, we can build a community together. We can live together. And, and, then, and then, you know, uh, neighborhoods develop and cities develop. And that's how we've come to being. And our history has really declared that. But, you know, rivers have such a spiritual meaning. They have such a spiritual significance. In fact, it's the rivers, as you read the Bible, that's the one element, natural element, that is consistent all through the scriptures is a river, right? Think about it. It's not, it's not gold or silver. Necessarily. It's the river. In fact, there was a river in the Garden of Eden. It's called the river of life. How many know there was a river in the Garden of Eden? And when John saw uh, the revelation of Jesus in the book of Revelation, he said that I see the river of life coming from, from the throne of God in the New Jerusalem. So there's all this river of life in the Bible, and, and it describes it as rivers of living water, the rivers of life, uh, uh, fountain of living water, as Jeremiah put it. And so the Bible declares that there, this river of life is in the Scriptures, and it's there, and it means something. How many know that when God designs something, God creates something, He puts a a physical use for it, but also a spiritual definition to it. God created water, and how many know He not just did it for us, right? He did it so we can live and exist, but He also did it as a spiritual significance of who He is. Come on, there's also a symbolism there with God's creation. How many know there's a symbolism with trees and water and all those things and oil and, and doves and all those things God uses to speak to us about His nature, right? And His purposes. And He does the same with rivers. And one of the things I love about the rivers that represent in the scriptures is they represent the life and the presence of God. That's what the rivers represent. They represent uh, the life and presence of God. And specifically in the New Testament, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what the river of life kind of represents. Why? Because God nurtures us and provides for us through his river. How many know God provides for us, right? How many know God, the main source of, is the water of life that Jesus gives us? The Bible says in Psalms that we are trees of righteousness planted by the rivers of living water. 
Amen. And so he describes the Christian experience through rivers of living water. Why? Because in the natural, trees that are by the riverside have this continual flow and this continual life that's being fed into them. How many know spiritually it's the same thing for us? The closer you get to God, it's like the more you experience His life. I mean, how many know the further you get away from God, sometimes the less you experience His life. And so he's saying that we need to get close to the Lord because it represents His life and His presence. This is how He nurtures us. This is how He provides for us, getting close to the Lord. How many believe in a daily uh, relationship with God? I believe in that. Amen. And because of that, I'm, I'm getting closer and I'm, my roots are going down. And all these things that we talk about are so necessary in the Christian life. But God refreshes us physically and spiritually. And this is one of the things about a river. And it talks about especially a famous passage in Psalms 46. And that is the Bible says that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Amen. I could have used that as my text last week and talked about River Valley Church, but I didn't. Anyways, but it talks about this refreshing. How many know God refreshes us? I mean, how many believe that God has a way of refreshing us? He refreshes us. And so rivers speak of, the, of, of, of this point of refreshing in your life. And so I believe that spiritually that God wants to use this uh, kind of this uh, analogy here of the river refreshing us spiritually and physically. And then God gives us eternal life. This is one of the things I love about rivers. Not only do they bring life, but the Bible uh, kind of talks about the rivers of life because what rivers are continually flowing. And rivers speak of the eternal life of God that comes from God, the throne of God, as we see in the book of Revelation. But he talks about the eternal flow of God, the eternal life of God, the eternal life that we will have when we believe in Jesus Christ. How many believe in eternal life? Amen. Well, that's what a river represents. It's that consistent flow. It's that constant flow. It's that perennial stream of life that we see. And so a river has a way of just connecting all these things together. And the river usually goes somewhere. It's not like a pond. God never says and uses the analogy of a pond for our experience. Amen. He uses the analogy of a river for eternal life and life in Christ. Amen. And so I just wanted to set all that to say that really the, the river of God or the river of life symbolizes this continual flow. That's what a river, it talks about eternal, eternal life through Jesus Christ. It's that continual flow of, of, of God, really it is. I have really one scripture just to read um, today. John chapter 7, verse 37. I'm going to read out of the NIV. And it says this. <clears throat> this was talking about Jesus. It said in, in chapter 7, verse, verse 37, it says, on the last and greatest day of the festival, that was the Feast of Tabernacles, um, there was a feast there. And on the last day, they considered it the, the greatest day. I guess everybody would save all their energy for the last day and eat the most food the last day. I don't know. It just said the greatest day, the greatest day of the festival. Jesus stood up and said with a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, as the Scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them, or him. By this he meant the Spirit of God, whom those who believed in him were later to receive, which we saw in scriptures, didn't we? Up to that point, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. This is specifically talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that we see in Acts chapter 2. Everybody believe that, right? Is that, can you see that? That Jesus said this, that if anybody's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Many times we, we use this analogy and kind of uh, and we talk about the Spirit of God and how the Spirit, Holy Spirit moves in our lives, which is true. But Jesus specifically talked about something and referred, I've never really thought about this before. 
Jesus pointed to a scripture. He said, a scripture said. Has everybody wondered where that scripture was? As he said this, every time, well, Jesus quoted hundreds of, of Old Testament scriptures, but this was out of the Old Testament, actually. Jesus said this. He said, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Out of his heart or spirit will flow. So Jesus refers to two things. Number one, a river, and then living water. And so this living water was like this underground well where fresh water came from. This was an artesian well. This was a stream that you tapped into that eventually led to the river, and they were all connected. But Jesus said, as the scriptures say, just watch this for a second, because really what he's talking about, Jesus is specifically talking about salvation and the Spirit outpouring. How many believe that? Jesus is talking about, when he talks about rivers here, he's talking about salvation and Spirit outpouring. He's talking about being saved and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Being saved by the, the price that Jesus paid at Calvary and being empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what God called us to do. We call it being His witnesses. But let's talk about the scriptures that Jesus is referring to quickly. Joel chapter 2. Jesus is referring to Joel chapter 2. And if you read the entire chapter, I'm not going to do it, but in Joel chapter 2, He's talking about the last days, the end times. He talks about the Messiah returning, coming, about, coming again. Not, not the first time, but coming again the second time. He's also talking about the Spirit of God. He makes this statement in the Old Testament that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you see how he's talking about salvation and Spirit outpouring at the same time? Jesus refers back to the Scripture in verse 28 of Joel chapter 2. It says, And it will come to pass afterwards that I will pour my Spirit out upon all flesh. And upon your sons and your daughters, they'll prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Well, who else quoted from this scripture? Paul did on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. He said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, Joel chapter 2. Jesus was speaking from Joel chapter 2. How many know Jesus talking about salvation and outpouring, right? How many believe that Jesus still wants to see salvation outpouring? Amen in the earth today, right? So this is what he's talking about. Also, he refers to Isaiah chapter 44. If you read chapter 44 of Isaiah, you'll find out that he's talking about the day of redemption and salvation. That's exactly what he's talking about. And in verse 3, he makes a statement. He says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing upon your descendants. Again, Acts chapter 2, Paul quoted this. He said, this isn't just for you. This is for your children, your children's children, and as many as those are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. How many believe that? How many remember that scripture? Jesus is quoting from that. And Jesus is saying, if anybody thirsts, let him drink. And I'm going to give him this well, this river of living water. This well spring of living water is going to come out of his spirit, out of his heart. It's going to come out of his life, right? This is what Jesus is saying. And so Jesus is talking about salvation and spirit outpouring. One more scripture that Jesus is actually referring to, and that is Isaiah 55. He's talking about, in Isaiah 55, that chapter goes, and it goes into the quenching the thirst. Read it. He's talking about quenching thirst, and Jesus says that, doesn't he? He's talking about repentance and salvation. He also mentions this. He says it's a free gift in Isaiah 55. Where have we heard that before? How many believe salvation is a free gift? How many believe that the Holy Ghost is a free gift? Amen? It's a gift from God. And so he says this in verse 1. He says, Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, let him buy and, who, and eat. And, and, and come and buy wine and milk without money, without price. It's a free gift. How many know salvation is a free gift? 
Jesus is talking about salvation and the Spirit outpouring. Why? Because the river and the valleys in the Bible point to salvation and the outpouring of the Spirit of God. They refer to these two things. They talk about the gospel. Did you know that? Jesus goes on in John chapter 4 and he says it again to the woman at the well. He says to her, he says, look, I'm going to, can I have a drink? And they go back and forth about this glass of water, this drink of water from this well. And Jesus says this in verse 10. He said, if you knew who it was who asked you, give me a drink. He said, you would ask me for a drink and I would give you living water. In verse 14, he says, whoever drinks of the water that I will give him, they will never thirst again. Come on, that's what a river does. It quenches the thirst, doesn't it? It refreshes, it quenches. But the water that I will give him, it will be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I mean, you know, believe Jesus always confirms his word. Amen. And Jesus here is talking about, and all through the scriptures, this is what rivers and valleys represent, salvation and spirit outpouring. Being saved and being empowered by the Spirit of God. Redemption and mission. That's what he's talking about. I mean, no, that's what the book of Acts was about. Redemption and mission. Amen. Peter's sermon was about Paul's sermon was about that. The, the disciple sermons were about that. Amen. New life and eternal purpose. This is the gospel. This is the mission. This is what it's about. And as you read the scriptures, a lot of people think, well, the river's talking about this and this. And it does. But overall, God put these in the, in the creation, and not just for us to live, but he put it in for a spiritual meaning that there is salvation and outpouring through Jesus Christ. Amen. That there is redemption and there is a mission in Jesus Christ. How many believe that? Amen. And so this is what we're talking about. That this isn't just, uh, you know, when we talk about rivers and valleys, they represent life and purpose. I mean, this is exactly what Jesus came to give us. Exactly what Jesus. And then he turned around and he said, look, I'm going to empower you to do the same thing. Amen? So what about us? What about River Valley Church? Because this isn't about a new name. This isn't about a cool logo. This isn't about church merch. This isn't about being relevant to our community. This is simply about being the river that God wants us to be. Amen? That we can be the conduits to which the gospel can come and touch our community. Amen? This is really about, this isn't about a new name as much as it's about being a body of believers that brings the gospel to this entire area so that people can be introduced to the river of living water. They can experience the river of God. They can experience who the river's all about. They can experience salvation and outpouring through Jesus Christ. Amen? I mean, you can see clearly that God needs a valley. Amen? To bring a river through to touch lives. That's what, he, that's what really this is about today, is that God needs a valley. He needs people that are vessels and willing people that really that, that he can flow through to reach every person. That's what it's about and that with this life-giving message of the gospel. And so we're really, our goal here and our aim as a church is not to just have a, a great presentation and do all these cool things and, and just be a church that fulfills a religious obligation. Come on, we don't do any of that. But really it's to bring life through the gospel. That's why we're here. That's why we're introducing our new name and going in this direction as a church because it's about bringing life through the gospel. Amen? Come on, how many want to see healing? Amen. And people refreshed and healed through the river of God. Amen? How many want to see peace and hope and abundance and prosperity and the gathering and the connecting of people? And we want this valley to, to be saved. That's our heart. 
As Paul said, man, I want to see all Jerusalem saved. Well, we want to see everyone in every town and every city and every, everyone that's connected to Susquehanna River saved. Amen. That's our heart. That's our goal. That's our aim. And so we want to bring this life-giving message of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. That's what our purpose is at River Valley Church. It's not to be cute and have a cool logo. It really is to bring the gospel to every person. Amen? Come on. In our day, in our time. How many can believe it? How many put your hands together and said that's our goal? Amen? Amen. Amen. Can you stand on your feet today? Amen. I want us to, in closing, and I just share a few things, I want us to just spend a few moments just praying for this valley. Amen. How many know the Lord loves this valley? Amen. The Lord loves the people that are in this valley. The Lord loves every person, that's, every community that's attached to this river and has been affected by this river. Amen. The Lord loves every single one of them. And I know that there's a lot of good Christians. And I know that there's a lot of great churches in this valley. But I don't know about you, but today I'm, I'm ex- just kind of almost kind of re- re- uh, recommitting my purpose to the Lord. Saying, Lord, I want to be uh, the, the believer that you want me to be. I want to be the church member. Uh, I'm not talking about the River Valley church member. I'm talking about the body of Christ member that you want me to be. That plays such a significant role in bringing the river of life to every soul. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. I want to play my part. I want to get involved in the vision. I want to get involved in what Christians are doing in this valley. I want to get involved in feeding the poor and, and clothing those that don't have clothes. And I want to shelter people. I want to take care of people. I want to give people that refreshing, life-giving message of the gospel. I want to see people healed. I want to see families restored. I want to see teenagers serving God. That, that's my heart. And if you say that today, then you've got to say, I want to see the river flow. And I want to be a part. I want to be a part of what God's doing in this valley. And, and not necessarily being a part of this church. You can be a part of any church and still be a part of what God's doing in this valley. But my heart is for this valley. My heart is to pray for the people in this valley and the purpose that, that, that God wants to do through the gospel in this valley. So my challenge to you today is to, to keep praying for the people in this valley. Just, just pray for uh, everything that goes on, and, and whether it's a civil government, whether it's business and commerce. I don't know about you, but I want to see, amen, this place, this area prosper again. I want to see businesses here. I want to see commerce and industry, amen, from all the way from Lock Haven and down to Muncie and, and all, the, all the cities and all the towns that are connected. I want to see life again, amen. Come on, somebody, amen. Thank God that there is, but I want to see a, a rejuvenation of life, amen. Because of the gospel. How many of the gospel changes everything? The gospel has a way of changing communities, changing cities. Amen. Read the book of Acts. All cities were converted and turned over and upside down because of the gospel. And that's what we have, amen, in this valley. It's our heart for this valley. And so the second challenge is, is that you would continue to live out the life and purpose of Jesus Christ, that people can experience the life-giving message of Jesus, that you yourself live it in your home, live it in your work, live it in your family, just live out the gospel so people can see and know Jesus Christ. How many know that's what it's about? That's what it's about. That's why God created rivers and valleys all the way back in the beginning. He didn't create them just so that we'll be able to exist. He created them to show us that, hey man, He is moves through valleys. He moves through rivers. Amen? Amen. And he is the river of living water. And he wanted to show us that. And he wanted to give us the gospel that we had a clear picture of what a river looks like. Amen. That's connected to something bigger. It flows continually and it brings life. 
Amen. Can we just spend a few moments and just lift up, amen, our valley to the Lord. Amen. Father, we just thank you for putting us here in this time, this day, right now in this place. You've attached us to this geographical place. We're attached here. We've got family here. We put our roots down here. We've got commitment here. We're loyal to this place. There is a, an attachment and connection to this area. And Lord, you didn't just put us here and send us here. And some of us have been born here. Our families have been here for years. You didn't just do that for any reason, Lord. You did it specifically that we could show the Lord the gospel. Bring the gospel to this area that life can come through Jesus Christ, through your people, God. We pray for this valley. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to move in such a way in all the churches that we would stand as one, that we would stand as the body of Christ and we would declare that one message of hope through Jesus Christ of salvation, Lord. We pray for the churches up and down this valley, the hundreds of churches that are here. We thank you, Lord, that we were called the city of churches one day. We're not ashamed of that. We're proud of that, Lord, because it's a testament to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that once again this valley, Lord, this whole valley will once again beam with the light of the gospel. Amen. We pray for the families in this valley. Pray for the marriages, Lord, that they would be unified, that they would stay together and that they would be a testimony of what love is, Lord. We pray for the young people in this valley. I pray for a mighty outpouring of your spirit, Lord, that you prophesied back in Joel's day that it would touch teenagers, that it would touch young people, Lord, that they wouldn't be left out of anything that you want to do in the earth today. We pray for a mighty outpouring of your spirit, Lord, among the youth, Lord. Bring hope to them. Bring purpose to them. Bring family to them and connection to Jesus Christ, Lord. We pray for children. We pray for that right now they're targeted in our nation, but we pray for the protection of our children in this valley, Lord. We pray for the education system, that, Lord, it would correct itself. Lord, there would be people there, men and women, that will stand and declare, this is what's right, this is the way to go. We pray, Lord, for our legal, uh, uh, kind of our, our legal systems and, and on all the uh, kind of the civil governments, Lord, in our valley, Lord, that they would be protected and they would serve and they would, Lord, do it right and do it with the right heart and they would, Lord, lead us in a place of protection and safety, Lord. We thank you for them. We pray, Lord, for the finances in this valley. We pray for all the cities that used to have commerce, that used to have industry. We pray for a renewing of industry, a revival of industry once again in this valley. Lord, that would create jobs, create, Lord, people that are successful, people that are satisfied, Lord, people that are prosperous once again. We thank you for that, Lord. I, I pray, Lord, for this church. I pray that we as a body would come together. and We would say, you know what? We have one thing in common. We all kind of live close to this river, and we all live, go to the River Valley Church. We pray that as a body of believers, we would love one another as you love us, Lord, that we would show the love of God, and we would care for one another, and that we would, Lord, we would really be concerned with the needs of one another. We would be generous towards one another, and we would help one another and strengthen one another to be all that we can be, Lord, to be the strong body of Christ in the earth, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we as believers would see the vision now. We would see the mission now, Lord. Where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do, Lord? Who can we touch today? How can we use our resources to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? What churches can we encourage? What pastors can we connect to, Lord? We pray that you would just give us that vision, that revelation, Lord. And, Lord, lead us. Lead us at this time as a church, amen, into the mission of Jesus Christ right now, right here in our city, in our valley, in this river. Lord, we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. If you have a need in your life today, we certainly don't want you to leave this place without God touching your life. We have a prayer team that comes right up front here. If you're new visiting with us, we have something in the back connection table. Amen. We'd love to get to meet, uh, get to know you. And uh, God bless you, the rest of you. Enjoy your Sunday.